I was watching a football game, enjoying a beer, when all of a sudden, the door swings open and my six-year-old son, Toby, is crying in front of me. I, uh, I shut off the TV because I didn't know what was going on. I figured someone probably slapped him. After I shut off the TV, I looked at him and I said, what's going on, Toby? And through uh, some mighty tearful eyes, he said to me, what am I good at? And uh, I didn't know what he was talking about, you know? So I said, well, what do you mean, what are you good at? And he said, well, you know, my, my brother, you know, he's, he's, he's good at drums and he's, he's good at football. And he, my, my sister, you know, she's, she's good at piano and gymnastics and uh, school. He's like, and I'm not good at nothing. And uh, I was like, no, I, I, yeah, you are, Toby. You know, the, the, the whole thing kind of made me laugh under my breath a little bit just because I don't know where this was coming from. But, you know, Toby's the kind of guy who he feels deeply, you know, and he, he, he is introspective, you know, and uh, I thought that was kind of unusual for a, a six-year-old to be thinking of such deep questions, you know, but there it was. You know, lodged in his psyche and so um, so I said to him you know Toby you're good at a lot of stuff and uh, he was like well like what and, uh, and it wasn't that he's not good at stuff I just was kind of stuck on my toes and I wanted to say something that would would impress him so, so I, I just kind of shared what I just shared with you I said you know what Toby the way you see the world the way you think about stuff like it's different than anyone else I love the way you think about stuff, you know? It, 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 it's so cool. It makes me think about stuff in a different way. Well, thank God that was that was a good enough answer for him because uh, his, his tears changed to a smile and he ran out of the room and I heard him saying to his older brother, Christian, he was like, you know, Dad, Dad said I'm good at uh, thinking about stuff and stuff. And uh, I could hear Christian saying, what? What are you talking about? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Um, you know what I really wanted to say to Toby that afternoon was, uh, you know what, Toby, you don't gotta be good at anything. I don't love you because you're good at something. I don't love you because you have a unique skill or gift. I love you because you're mine, because you're my son, because you belong to me. You know, it's not often that, um, we come face to face with love, with a love that encompasses us, that pulls us in, that that deals with our restlessness and our questions and our future and our angst. But today you're gonna hear that kind of a story. Our guest today is Mark Pirro. In a certain sense, he's as much as a founder as I am because he was Vagabond Mission's first missionary. And he didn't stop with a year Mark gave 10 years as a missionary, all different cities, serving inner city kids and giving back. He now serves as our director of recruitment and one of my best friends. 
We're blessed today to have them. Listen up. So there I am on this dirt floor underneath this huge tent, you know, bawling my eyes out. Ugly crying, snot and tears covering my face, uh, feeling overwhelmed with emotion, just about every emotion, I think. And uh, yeah, kind of feeling like a, I just got hit by a Mack truck. Not really knowing how to process it or deal with it. And then Bob comes up to me and starts praying with me. And then uh, I'll never forget this. He, he looks at me and he says, like, Mark, you, you have a decision to make. It's, it's now or never. Like you can choose to start living your life for the Lord or you can just walk away. So I was, I was sitting with that, um, you know, looking up at the monstrance, seeing Jesus. I, uh, you know, I felt in my heart of hearts, you know, God say to me, Mark, I love you. You are my son. And I invite you to follow me. I invite you to live a life that's not like others. Uh, I want you to live a radical life for me. And I know you'll do great things for my kingdom. And uh, in that moment, I, I, I just said to God, "Where else would I go? You know, who else do I have?" Um, and so that night, in the tent, the dirt floor, I decided to give my life to God and try my best to live for Him to live a radical life uh, to do great things for his kingdom. So flash forward a year and a half from that night, uh, I find myself in this random diner just outside of Philly uh, with a bunch of guys from my youth group, some of my closest friends and Bob and uh, he's telling us this idea that he has. Um, it's like, I have this kind of radical idea. And, uh, you know, right away, my ears perked up. And uh, he's like, I want to start this ministry where we go into inner cities and do, you know, relational ministry where we follow the example that Jesus left us, that we're, you know, we don't wait for people to come to us. You know, we go out to where people are at and we develop relationships with them. We start investing in their lives and then we let, you know, God through us transform 
lives and we start changing cities, you know, from the inside out. And uh, he's like, I uh, I won't pay you, but <laughs> um, we'll find you a place to live and we'll pay for your food. So um, I was, you know, look around the room, uh, well, at least the way I remember it, and no one uh, really was jumping at this. <laughs> great opportunity except for me and I was like yeah like sign me up when do we start like let's let's do this I um yeah I knew that that was like what I was created to do I knew that this was like what God was talking about in that in that tent that night that like this was like my calling this was how I was going to live radically how I was going to live my life different from other people and hopefully how I was going to do great things, you know, for the kingdom. And so, um, left that meeting, uh, and I was like ready to start that night. Um, but it took, it took some time, took, uh, I don't know, probably a year or two to get all the legal stuff, I guess, worked out with getting a nonprofit established. And so in that time, I was, uh, I tried college. Um, it didn't really work out for me. I was doing some landscaping. I was bouncing back and forth between, you know, Steubenville and New York. Um, meanwhile, like, every, I feel like it was every day checking in, like, calling Bob, like, where are we at now? Like, how's it going? When, when can I start? I was just, I was ready, ready to go. And then um, it was like the spring of 2006, I believe, is what I went. I moved down uh, from Steubenville to to North Carolina to do uh, to do this little internship with a record label, and um, yeah. And so as that was like winding down, I got the phone call from Bob, and he's like, uh, "This is yeah, just right before like the beginning of 2007." It's like we're we're good to go. We're ready to start everything. Um, you know, the nonprofits established all that. Um, when can you get here? Um, basically, is how that went. And so um, I packed up all my worldly possessions, um, which was like enough to fill up the 1992 Chevy Lumina I was driving at the time. Um, so it wasn't much. Um, I found myself, you know, in my, in my car on the highway driving from North Carolina to Steubenville to, to start the ministry. And, um, you know, we first started out, um, it was a lot of just, um, you know, being, being seen and, uh, walking around, praying in the neighborhoods, um, meeting kids in the projects, uh, hanging out on the, the front stoop, smoking cigarettes, um, and just, yeah, trying to build those relationships and trying to, like, slowly but surely um, find a way to, like, earn the right to be heard and, and tell them about the good news of the gospel. Um, 
so yeah, the first year was um, just slow moving and uh, yeah, kind of just a little rough. Um, but then I feel like in year two, we, we like really started hitting our stride and we, we had a building where we would like open up after school a few days a week and um you know we had like video games and, and stuff for the kids to do we had like a little recording studio so um you know kids could come in and um you know everyone wanted to rap and like record um their music and uh you know we'd we'd grill hot dogs outside of our building every Wednesday and just hand them out to kids as they um, walked home from school um, just to, you know, meet kids and to try to strike up conversations as we were handing out hot dogs and, um, yeah, just develop those relationships. And, um, you know, all of a sudden, these you know, all these kids started coming and we were, you know, doing Bible studies and having a, you know, breakout, like, youth group nights and, and all these kids um, being baptized and coming into the church. And, um, yeah, it was, just, it was just incredible. And so um, I, I moved around a little bit. I started, um, I started a site in Queens, New York, and um, then I moved to Rochester, and then I came back uh, to Steubenville, um, yeah. And so I did, I was a, a missionary for, you know, for 10 years. Um, I got to, you know, see a lot of cool places, see, see God work in um, a lot of like just crazy and beautiful ways. Um, and yeah, I tell people this all the time, you know, as, as a missionary, um, you know, every day, I got the privilege that um, when I woke up and I went, you know, and to work, um, I have a hard time calling it work because, uh, I mean, I love it so much. It never really felt like work most days. Um, but I got every day, I got a front row seat to God, you know, working miracles in the lives of inner city teams. You know, the the um the lost the forgotten the broken um the the kids that everyone else had written off or didn't you know felt like they were a waste of time uh for some reason god chose you know a knucklehead like me to play a part in his work of transforming lives and of transforming you know cities from from the inside out um and I just, it's the best, you know, decision uh, I ever made was to, to just say, like, you know, yes, God, I'll live for you. I will live a radical life. Um, and then to say yes to this radical, you know, idea of, you know, going out and meeting teens where they're at and developing relationships with them and, and through those relationships and the investing of time into their lives, transforming lives. There it is. Another true story of God's goodness 
special thanks to our guest today, the one, the only, Mark Pirro. And as always, a big thanks to our producer, Dan, the man with the golden hands, Bozek, who makes magic from Aardvark Production Studios. My name is Bob Lesnevsky. It's been a pleasure, as always, to be with you today. To learn more about Vagabond Missions or to join us on this adventure, please, please, pretty please, check us out at VagabondMissions.com. Until next time, Vagabonds, peace.